this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bell Ringer podcast. My name is Greg Pokerke. I'll be your host. Our guest today is Michael Montante from Uniland Development. He talks about the changing Buffalo skyline and developments across the entire region, his impact on them, and then draws on his experience in the past as a site selector to share why Buffalo is an attractive place to do business. Great episode. He was a great guest, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. All right, so thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate your time. Uh, I wanted to start with kind of just your elevator speech for, for Uniland and, and for yourself. Okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, Uniland's uh, ele- elevator uh, speech is kind of fitting because we, we do uh, install many elevators in our projects. So <laughs> I, I am up and down in those uh, elevators quite a bit. But uh, Uniland is a, is a full-service uh, real estate development company concentrating in, in upstate New York, primarily upstate New York, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Ithaca, uh, Albany. We develop a variety of projects that would include office, commercial, multifamily, hospitality. Uh, and many of our recent projects are, are mixed use. Uh, that would include two uh, or four uh, different types of uses, all in, one, all in one development. And we have all of the development uh, disciplines under under one roof, which is uh, which is very unique for a, a real estate development company. Uh, these disciplines include uh, a full service architectural group, a construction management group, a property management, a capital markets group. Capital markets is responsible for bringing in all forms of capital uh, to do the project, whether it be equity or debt or incentives. And then, of course, we have a full-service uh, sales and leasing department as well. So you know, with that, we, with this full-service development approach, uh, we can uh, pretty much take any project that comes to us, any opportunity that comes to us, and in a very uh, short period of time, know from, uh, both from an economic and a market feasibility standpoint whether or not that project is going to be a, successful or not. And... Uh, some of your career highlights include the the Delaware North headquarters and the uh, Geico expansion, among a bunch of others. What does it feel like to kind of get to have your fingerprints on the Buffalo skyline or or, or on the Buffalo Niagara region? Um, it, it, it's 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 satisfying. I mean, uh, yeah, the, Uniland does hold on to many of its projects that we develop. Uh, we're a long-term holder of, of real estate, and and there is a satisfaction. Uh, driving in around our community and seeing many of the buildings that we have have developed, uh, owning buildings that are home to Delaware North or, or M and T, Geico, Citigroup, just to name a few of our customers, is a very satisfying uh, satisfying feeling. Um, and you know all these buildings, uh, they you know because we we own them and we manage them for such a long period of time, they almost become. Uh, yeah, they they become part of the Uniland Uniland family. Right. Do you have a personal favorite or two over the years? Um, you know, the I would say the Avant Building is probably one of my favorites because there is just so many different aspects to that building uh, that were 
challenging. Uh, I mean, we started that project in 2007, and as most can remember, the Great Recession hit in 2008 and 9 and 10, and you know we were right in the middle of all that during during development, uh, and you know we never missed a beat and and carried on with it, and the building you know ended up being a very successful development, and uh, so that was one aspect of it. But you know that was really the true the first true mixed use building in the city of Buffalo. It was an adaptive reuse of uh, a old dilapidated federal office building that had been vacated by the U.S. government. And uh, uh, at, at the time when we bought it, it wasn't the most attractive looking building. And uh, we put a team together, redeveloped that, uh, brought it to life. And, and as I said, it's really the true mix, the first true mixed-use building in the city of Buffalo where we have hotel, office, and residential all within, all within one, one building. And, um, and like I said, it was, it's been a very successful and all of the different users of that building do take advantage of the other, other uses. So, um, I would say that one is, uh, you know, it's a pretty, pretty special one. And that, that kind of came at an interesting time for Buffalo's Renaissance too, with, you know, what you mentioned during the recession, you were working on it. Do you think that, I guess, what do you look back on as a, as a turning point around that time for, for the Buffalo region to start coming back and more projects like that being possible? Um, well, I, you know, with the Vaughn, we were, we were pioneering. Uh, we, were, we were pioneering uh, with respect to the, the housing that we were um, offering. Um, there wasn't a, a, a new hotel in the city central business district market for, for years. I think, the, I think the last one before the Embassy Suites may have been the Hampton Inn, and I think that was already about 15 years old. So, um, and then with the Class A, Class A office, there was really, that was the first uh, large block of Class A office being developed in the city uh, for I would say at least a decade. So there was a lot of of, of research. I mean that 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 project um, was 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 new and 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 was pioneering in a lot of different aspects. And I I, I like to believe that because of that project and what others saw how that turned out, you know, in terms of the success of the project, that that did spur others to to look at look at Buffalo and start developing more in Buffalo. Right. So, you know, that we just kind of looked backwards at some of your favorite moments or your favorite project. What do you think is next for Uniland or what projects are you currently working on in the region? Um, well, we are always looking at uh, looking at projects. Uh, Greg, the in, in the development business, the uh, project uh, uh, cycle, the, the the time that it takes from inception of the idea to the actually having a project just under construction, um, you know, could vary greatly. And we have we are looking at several opportunities um, that are in that process where. You know, we're looking at the feasibility of it. Um, I can't be very specific as to what we're looking at, but it's a combination of uh, city of Buffalo and then the surrounding suburbs 
Um, and then beyond that, there so we see a lot of opportunity, um, you know, it, you know, beyond beyond Buffalo um, across New York State. So um, I, you know, we're we're going to be doing more of the same, and we are primarily you know office um, uh, commercial developers. Um, we are starting getting into you know multi multifamily and hospitality, and we'll continue we'll continue with that, and. Uh, you know what the what the important what the important thing is is that we 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 have to as a community continue to create jobs and that's what will that's what will create more development opportunities for for uniland and 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 our peers uh, but that's what will also you know drive the success of a community and without new new population more population coming into into our community into the west new york community uh and new jobs being created you know we're not going to we're not going to continue this trajectory of of success that we have seen in the past do you see any trends in commercial and industrial real estate that that buffalo is either doing a good job of keeping up on or or that we could adapt to to keep up on um you know not not uh, i i don't see any specific like trends um you know i mean what uh, buffalo is um yeah we we have a a a keen insight on on opportunities and trends because uh buffalo does seem to uh, lag behind uh, other parts of the country, maybe uh, 12 months or so, uh, and uh, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting to see you know what is happening in other parts of the country, primarily the larger cities, and being able to take some of those ideas and bring them bring them to Buffalo. Um, you know the way I, I would say one trend that is um, that's on our radar screen that's very interesting is uh, uh, the way office space. Uh, is being used uh, today. It's it's uh, there's a there's a trend that it's no longer your traditional coming into work, sitting at a cube that's assigned to you or to an office that is assigned to you. Um, the worker today, the office worker today, is much more flexible, much more mobile, and we are developing and designing our office space uh, to take advantage of that. Um, even even having a a office location in a specific location is 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 changing and you know being able to uh set up shop uh at a, at a different location depending on where you are within the community is something that we're we're looking at as well yeah i, I get to t- go out and tour a lot of our investor space and and visit for meetings and it that definitely seems to be a trend that Every, almost everybody's hopping on board with and trying to create like a more open concept floor plan and things like that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's technology. I mean, technology has given us the tools to be able to uh, work like that. And we can right. we can bring uh, we can bring our entire uh, filing system on a on a small phone device or laptop and be able to access everything that we need. You know, pretty much anywhere in the world. So that that gives uh, yeah, that that that's definitely a game changer when it comes to how how people use commercial space. Yeah, and as we talked about before, our podcast 
setup is pretty sleek. We could move this wherever we had. To I was gonna say that. Yeah, to. we could have we, we could have had this at Spot Coffee or <laughs> uh, in your office at Invest Buffalo Niagara or down by the waterfront. Yeah, yeah. we should have went down to the waterfront <laughs> next time. Um, so you mentioned the importance of continuing to create jobs and keeping our, our foot on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, with a background, you have a background in site selection. What makes Buffalo attractive to companies that are looking to expand or relocate? Because as you know, at Invest Buffalo Niagara, that's our, our mission and what we're trying to do every day. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo is, is a, an attractive place to do business. It's an attractive place to live. Uh, but, you know, we can't, we can't forget that we, we always need to sell our community to bring in new jobs and as important to retain the the existing jobs and the existing population that that we have quite frankly it's a it's 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 much less expensive and should be easier to retain than to attract and and both are equally as important to do um we have yeah you know, we have we have many resources that are attractive to a site selectors uh yeah you know, western new york is affordable uh, relatively speaking to other parts of the country um you know affordable when i say affordable affordable living and also from a cost to occupy you know what we provide commercial commercial space we have first class cultural institutions we have great professional sports our sports teams are getting better. We're in a restructuring. <laughs> we have playoff but football team. We have a, we have a playoff football team, and, and those are those are great assets, uh, great assets to have. And it's a, and Buffalo is an easy place to get to. And I can go on and on about our, our resources, but one of the most important factors that site selectors are looking at today is the availability of of labor and labor at all different levels. And and, and this is why. Workforce development is such an important topic and is, is on a lot of radar screens within our community. And a lot of people are talking about it and, uh, and are trying to understand how we can develop our workforce. Uh, because if we have this developed workforce and, 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 and trained and educated, uh, that, will, that will drive more companies to Buffalo. And that will keep, that will help retain companies to Buffalo. Um, you know, as 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 part of this, I mean, we talk about uh, you know immigration, and you know immigration is a, it's another um, um, hot topic today. Uh, but the immigrants that come to our community, uh, you know, some of the largest are what, Burma, uh, Bhutan, Somalia. Um, they those immigrants are are a significant help to us in order to prove or to show. Um, companies that are looking at the at Buffalo and West New York that we have a, a population, a growing population, and a, a population that is uh, you know that can be can be educated and can be trained to do certain uh, to do uh, certain jobs. So um, we should uh, we should continue to 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 welcome uh, those that are coming to our community and make sure that we have the resources available uh, to them. Uh, to be able to um, uh, to uh, set up a, a, a home and, and, and a job in our in our community. Right. And speaking of workforce, you know, I have this discussion every day uh, on how we promote our workforce and our the Buffalo work ethic, which is something that everybody around here knows, but maybe isn't like a tangible thing that you can talk about. But 
another one of our assets that we always talk about is our network of colleges and universities. We got 21 in the eight counties and then you know just over the border in Canada there's a lot of great institutions and Toronto's close by you talked about our, our market access so there's there's plenty to like for a site selector absolutely yeah and that's what they that's what they look at and I can't stress uh, stress enough that you know it used to be when um, uh, you know when when we would talk to site selectors I would say going back about 10 years uh, you know the first thing that we would present to them <clears throat> excuse me, would be, oh, what's the availability of space that you have? You know, show us what it looks like, where where it's located, the size of it, you know, the other attributes of it. And, you know, that's still a, a, a part of the selection process, but it's further down on the list. And really the, the, the first question, or one of the first questions is, tell us about your labor force in your community. Um, that's where, because it is a tight market right now, and uh, and uh, yeah, that the community that gets that part of it right is the community that's going to succeed. What do you think is like the average size of a, a project that a site selector is working with? Just for people to understand why labor would be so important. Well, uh, that's a well, that's a that's a tough question to answer because I mean, when it, a site selector could have an assignment. Where they are looking at, um, you know, opening up, you know, a dozen different locations with uh, around the around the country, around the world, and those could be, you know, as small as, uh, you know, three four thousand square foot, you know, maybe a dozen, you know, or twenty uh, employees. But we ha- also have other site selectors that are doing uh, a, a much larger projects where you know they can they could be looking at moving. Uh, or retaining an entire division of a company uh, into in, in, into Buffalo, and quite frankly, those are the obviously those are the most more, more difficult ones because I mean when when a company's coming into an area, uh, like for instance, like a good example would be Geico. Uh, we recently expanded uh, Geico um, out at Cross Point Business Park. Uh, they already had. Uh, a quarter of a million square feet um, already occupied in and 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 using in cross point and they came to us and you know we had an opportunity for them to to occupy another uh, ninety thousand square feet and uh, they you know there was um, hundreds of new jobs that they wanted to bring uh, to western New York and even though we had the space available. The real question for them was, okay, do we do we do we make this move because are we going to be able to find the bodies to fill the seats? And ultimately, their decision was yes because they 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 had experience in in the Buffalo area on the labor and they and they knew that they were they were they, they could they could fill those seats. So, um, you know, a site selector will 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 look at. I mean, there's there's so many different different types of site selections as well. I mean, it could be office, it could be uh, industrial manufacturing. Uh, so there's, you know, that's really a, a tough, tough question to answer. Right. You mentioned the quality of life and the, the high caliber amenities that Buffalo has. How high on that list is, is that for a site selector? And, you know, when are they looking at that? Is it when they narrow down their list or is that a top concern? Well, no, that is a that's a top concern because um, you know not not all of the 
employees that a company's going to work for is going to come from the community or is already here within our community. So there's an expectation that that there will be a uh, there will be those that will be moving in from from outside the area. So now we have to recruit. Not only do we have to recruit the individual worker, but now we have to recruit at times the the family. So being able to showcase what what our community has to offer that's what i say all the cultural assets that we have and the and the sporting and the you know, we talk about the the, the the waterfront and um and and just the people the the people in general um you know and and i think what's what what i see and i see it but this is great is that is that uh, as a community we are we are we are proud to talk about our community and that wasn't always the case uh, today, uh, we are proud to talk about our community, and what's even more exciting is I see, you know, the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds starting to take charge and take responsibility to the community, and that's what a site selector and those who are those making the decisions at, at at different companies, they look at say, okay, can I recruit people here, and can they can they can they establish a a, a, a household here, and is it going to be something that is it going to be a hard sell or easy sell? And you know, going back to some of the experiences that we've had with uh, with with our developments, uh, I've I've heard this time and time again. Once you once you get somebody here, it's it's hard for them to to, to leave. Uh, and uh, and that and and some of our 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 best uh, promoters of the area are. Are, are are those that came from outside the area recently and have have moved here? Yeah, I had uh, Dr. Steven Schweitzberg from he's the chair of the surgery department at UB on the podcast, and he's from Boston originally. He was at Harvard before, and he said, you know, he's got a, he sometimes has a tough time convincing surgeons to come to Buffalo, but as soon as they see how quick they can get from the airport to his office downtown they're sold right away because in most cities you're still within yeah. the airport in that time you know and he's being such a big buffalo booster from boston it was pretty incredible so it's a testament that's, to that point that's a great story yeah yeah exactly which is good example that's what we see all the time though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well thank you so much for your time we have a quick blizzard round for you a couple fun quick as you can answers okay if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Chocolate. Uh, text or phone call? Phone call. Bills or Sabres? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> okay, Bills, but I love the Sabres and I hope they do better. <laughs> <laughs> Hiking or skiing? Skiing. And chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flat. All right, thank you very much for being here. All righty, thank you. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.